in the hat. Okay. I'm going to take it off. Okay, so the hat, uh, Lorinda said, uh, I was talking to her yesterday in the podcast and all this stuff. She said, all right. So back to our branding and all that, you know, she said, uh, she said, you need to take a picture. And this may sound stupid, but every Monday you need to post it. It's podcast day for people to go listen to the podcast, but have a weird hat or a shirt or <laughs> do something every, every Monday that's different, right? That makes people, what the hell's Wilson wearing today? So I thought since I had that, I, had, I either had that one on or another one. Last on the picture, you know, I thought, well, I'll post that. See, that's and why I got that that weird uh, new agey bumper music. Uh-huh. Mix it up, <clears throat> keep people guessing. What are these two knuckleheads going to say today? Yes. What are they going to do today? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it's all good. Well, I am. Um, man, what a what a. What a cool deal you sent yesterday with TJ and Lucas. Oh, yeah. Branding. Branding. Yeah, that's another whole – that's a whole subject we're going to have to set aside for that. Uh, That's a – or we can do it now. Uh, I mean, I – I mean, we can highlight on it. I just know that that, – not to get too deep, but but to help people think is one of the things that – one of the things, so the, he explained two different, Lucas explained two different type of people, right? One's worried about the product. Well, hello, is that me and you or what, right? We, do, we thought if we build it, they will come, right? We watched the movie, so build it, they will come. Well, wrong. Good happened. luck with that. Yeah, that ain't <laughs> happening. So, so the deal with, uh, of, of creating a brand for yourself, and that's what uh, Jill is saying, right, is that, that, become our friend Jill Lotno. Sorry, Jill, I don't know all your last names. There's three in the classy trailer, right? Jill's got, right. uh, mm-hmm. got 60,000 followers. Shout out on to Jill. Order. Yeah, shout out to Jill. Hi, Jill. So, you know, I called her and said, what in the world? You know, I mean, how do you do that? And, and uh, she's she's much prettier than I am, so that's that's what I tell her. But no, no, <laughs> it's not just that, right? That doesn't give Jill enough credit for what she's done. And that she... um. She uh, uh, told me. She said, "You gotta, be, you you are the brand, dude. Like become the brand." So that's what Lucas was saying in the podcast, right? He's like, he shows his family and all that business, and we've been instructed. Remember, years in the beginning when I first got in the TCA, no, no, be very protective of your family. Don't show none of that stuff. And and you know, I think there's merit to that, but I also believe that uh, in order for people to want to be a part of us, they got to. Uh, they got to know what they're going to be a part of, right? Want to not that they want to grow up, be me or you, but they want to be. They want to join our our journey. So we got to share it. Here we go. Well, I think deep so, in the everybody's heart is they they want to be connected from a human standpoint, and uh, so when you humanize everything, you bring it down to things that we can relate to, and. Uh, those sterile pictures yeah. of nice work. Well, that's, that's all cool, but, uh, that doesn't bring it home. Does it? <clears throat> no, it's like, well, it's like I mean, it's, it's awesome, that, uh, pros- product, uh, product is the pro- process is the product. I got to get that straight process is yes. the product. So 
And that's what we're trying to do here is let people into our world, into our little pea brains and uh, come to realize that, you know, maybe we're in a different place on our journey, but we're, we're on the same journey. We're all on the same road. And uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's all, it, it, we're all on the same road and, and uh, I'm starting to get a feel for the, I didn't know what marketing and branding and advertising was. I didn't know, I didn't know there was differences and all that. And, uh, yeah, there's big differences. <laughs> well, I think, it's uh, important. you know, you I always, whenever this subject comes up, I think about Dale Harwood and Chuck Storms and Don King, some of those people that are mm. a generation ahead of us. And, and, um, I think they did carve out a reputation at a time and place when they build it and you will come. Uh, I know Dale has talked many times about he jumped into full-time business in 1961. That was when people were jumping out of it. So today, uh, jump on in, the water's warm, but it's a little crowded too. Uh, So... So what are you going to do to get visibility, relevance, uh, all of that kind of stuff and and, uh, human connections? You just can't understate that. I'll argue this about Dale, and and, uh, and this is credit to Dale and his world and Chuck, but um, like Dale specifically with with, uh, Ray Hunt and all the advantages he got for visibility, right? Even though there wasn't a lot of people, he was in in the spotlight in a lot of ways because – We'll take my old good buddy, John Ennis, who's the greatest metal craftsman in the world, and nobody knows who the heck he is. Basically, same age as Dale, a little younger, but there is no better metal craftsman that I know of, and nobody knows who he is. Yeah. He he wasn't in the spotlight. Wasn't out there. No, he's their buddy, John Ennis. God love him, him and Jamie and stuff, but they're they're pretty much invisible. Mm -hmm. But I think they're okay with that. Yeah. That's... That's what they wanted to oh, do. No, that's, that's the way it works. So, and he stays busy, right? He's got plenty of work, and uh, with, yeah, his, with his rifles and what he does. So, they're not a drive. It's just what are you trying to accomplish as a business? And they talk. Lucas talks about that, right? Where do you want to go? What do you want to be with your business? Everybody gets a choice. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, branding. I I never never really gave it much thought, but I've studied up a lot on it. You have too, and uh, so it's worth worth uh, worth paying attention to that stuff. And and it's going to be easier for some people than others. Like I think I've said before, we're we're mostly by nature introverts. We really don't want uh, to open our world to other people. But um, I know another thing I've said many times to say at my classes and stuff. Where as a as an introvert. <clears throat> You go to a show, you go to a, uh, maybe it's a trade show or a gallery show or, or a roping or a cutting or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you've got this pressure on you. I know that feeling as an introvert, you got this pressure on you to, per, to deliver a performance. You got to mm-hmm. deliver a performance. You got to make intelligent conversation with all these people and you're afraid of being judged <laughs> and all of this kind of crap. And, and, um, but it, it's it way, 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 way less complicated than that. And, um, uh, uh-huh. I encourage people, and this is a lesson I had to learn was, uh, you, you show up 
you you heard me say this before you you listen number one and and you ask thoughtful questions if you just do those two things you've made a human connection oh boy i i'm terrible at listening and uh asking questions i'm busy talking <laughs> you sound like you got a cold or something you got a cold man yes the oldest macy jewel comes strolling in uh packing germs and, and it's been going around school, I guess. And typical me, I was all feeling good because everybody in the house had the sniffles or something. I was, oh yeah, I've got the big immune system and all about two days ago. We got the great Willie. So it's all good. Not enough to oh, put good. you down, but enough to be an irritation. Nah. Yeah, no, we're not going down. I haven't clocked in this week yet. And uh, so that, and so listeners, it's Thursday. I know this year's on Monday, but uh, Carrie and I do this beforehand. So just in case I say something stupid, he can edit it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, it's been a been a week of uh, of learning. And if I was on salary, it'd be the greatest day of my life, greatest week of my life. But it is not on salary because my hands aren't producing crap to pay me charge anybody so all good though yeah but you got a you got a nice little announcement i think i i've got a customer back in south carolina texted me a picture of the cover of the quarter horse journal and immediately recognized a certain bit that uh i i had seen before I may have even laid my hands on that bit, maybe. maybe Tell us so, about yeah. this, this, the the story. Hang on just a second. Where's where's our media? Where's our media? We're gonna have a drop. Where's our Did media? Uh, oh. Um, there you go. Well, Holly Callahan, uh, a writer for the American Quarter Horse Journal uh, reached out to me and asked me if I'd be uh, interested in, in uh, doing an article with the journal. And I said, absolutely, of course, right? And so um, away I went and, and uh, uh, you know, they, they said, uh, would you, would you, and we do lots of articles. And I said, sure, absolutely. And, and one of the things that you hear me, I was excited. I was terribly excited. Bo's been in there, Bo Compton, and and uh, we know several makers have been on there, and so I was happy to get my turn to be in in, in the journal and and in my latest stuff that I've been talking about of relating with people and working on the branding and all that business of marketing is is uh, why in the world have I not uh, paid more attention to to the Western performance horse world? And so when the journal said ask if I'd be there. I was like, heck yeah, man, that's perfect. That's right where I'm wanting to go and what I'm wanting to do and, and get in that site. And then, and then Tim Archer, um, my editor, maybe with the, with the journal, uh, somebody in charge, he reached out and said, Hey, uh, would, what do you think about being on the cover? And he said, top secret, dude, don't tell anybody. So I didn't tell my mama. I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> but, but he, and, and I, I may have my information messed up, but I think he said, no, a craft, you know, a bit and never been on there before on the cover. And so I was excited, man. I mean, totally excited. And, 
um, yeah, what an honor. What an honor to be there, for sure. Well, it, it's uh, kind of a watershed event, isn't it? Didn't you say that uh, first ever bit on the cover of the Quarter Horse, American Quarter Horse Journal? Yeah, I think I think that's what Tim said, and uh, that's what what a what a cool deal that is. And I, I may be all messed up on that. We'll just pretend like it is, right? <laughs> it's first one in a while, so works for me, works for me. So <laughs> we probably all everybody knows. I don't think this is necessarily a controversial observation, but uh, the performance horse world is not exactly known for high quality gear. Can can is it fair to say that? Are they quality? We got to say quality. Well, we're going to step on toes when we say that. I know. That's what I mean. It's controversial, I know. Yeah, it is controversial. And it's marketing and branding. And there are some high-end pieces. Like, I know some high-end saddles that sell in the quarter horse world, right? Um, I know, like, in the rain and the Western Pleasure, there's some expensive saddles sold. Now, and quality, yeah, that's got to be careful and and in my opinion yeah no i mean there's no not many of them riding your saddle right so i can be biased and say nobody riding a great carry saddle and that's wrong i believe that's your fault all the good saddles are made in texas right hillbilly from idaho trying to make my way i i gotta live on i-35 in order to have relevance don't i be able to sell a saddle in texas (laughs) I thirty five is a really a great place to be. In twenty, you know, right there at Weatherford, you got between Weatherford and Gainesville. There's a yeah, there's a lot. But you know what? And and I and that's my fault. Um, I I I take the blame for that world not not purchasing a lot of my stuff. And they are built on function, right? I mean, they, those guys that the Western Performance Horse world is is all function. That's what they're doing is making their horse dance. And, and my world has been built around art, right? It's not been the function side. It's too damn expensive to say, I want to see if this bit works. You have to know it works if you're going to spend $5,000 on a bit. That doesn't make sense to check that out. And the trainers, they're no different than us. They're artists that are working from paycheck to paycheck. And don't get me wrong, there's some of them that have, have made a good living. But, but so often, um, it's not a high-income um genre that did and believe there's lots of money we all know there's lots of money in the western horse world but but the, the people we're trying to sell to the trainers they haven't got any more money than me and you i mean really they're just trying to make a living as well and they got to go all over the world doing what they do and so when you sell a five thousand dollar bit i haven't i haven't played with them i haven't i haven't played in that market and uh, so i gotta that's my fault i gotta change that Got invited to uh, uh, what was it? Frank invited us down there to that uh, event oh. in early December there a year or two ago, and yeah, Frank and, Merrill uh, to the cutting horse. Frank world. Merrill, that's who I was thinking mm-hmm. of. Yeah, went down there and and uh, got to show up physically in order to get uh, in order to make those human connections, and uh, so well, and, and I'll say this. I'll say this too, is here I am building Santa Susana's like it's on the cover of the journal, you know, and Santa Barbara's and, 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 um, 
Santa Paula's and the California bit shank has really been fun for me because that canvas is a joy to make pretty, right? It's already pretty. Now we get to decorate it up. How many people do you see riding around in a Santa Barbara? They're not. We're not relevant in their world because we haven't been building stuff that they're using. So they say, oh, yeah, it's pretty, but they don't relate to it. That's not me. So that's my fault, too. Why not build some things? So like the bit that I did for the knife show that, that's happening next week in Fort Worth, straight running Western performance horse world. It's a, a shout out to Jim Edwards. Um, Jim um, allows me to uh, use some of his bit shank designs. I tweak them a little bit. I, I put a little lace around them, right? Some things like that. And then, and then doctor them up and uh, uh, you know that. And then, so then the trainer comes in and he goes, Holy cow, that's my bit. Kind of. Right. I mean, that's it, but it's not like what in the world. And I, Hey, and kudos to the trainers that have seen me doing this stuff. They go, gum, I love that. So the way it works out for me and you is the owners get credibility from the trainer. And when the trainer says that's good, the owner of the horses that are spending lots of money, have a bigger means can say, yeah, that's cool. I like that. And I'm going to buy that for my trainer. I'm going to buy it for myself. Right. So um, that's how it all works. But you got to start at the bottom. I mean, you have to start at the bottom with the trainers and say, hey, this is legit. This is a real deal. It's not just pretty, but it, it also functions. And uh, so, kind of the same way in the cowboy world where you if you can get the cowboys using your stuff. Then, then <laughs> everybody who wants to be a cowboy, they're going to want to use that stuff. What cowboy works for a broke person? I don't know why. <laughs> exactly. Ranch owners usually aren't yeah. broke. <laughs> yeah, not usually they'll follow well, follow the lead if the guys in the trenches out there actually using this stuff so yeah so you think there's hope well, in that performance like horse world that to, to be able to see their way clear to drop five grand on a bit well so uh a little disclaimer here i had a bit that i made for the calgary stampede back in 19 do you remember that right right probably don't remember the bit. I don't remember. I don't remember the saddle you made for that. So I shouldn't ask you if you remember my bit. Um, <laughs> I didn't anyhow, make I a saddle a for that. I pulled one out of the archives. Slacker. I cheated on that. Well, I cheated. Well, I made a bit especially for the stampede and um, anyhow, it didn't sell, which happens, right? No big deal. And, it, and I took it around to several shows and it didn't, didn't sell. So what did I do? Man, it's been a long time since I made something for myself, so I stuck it in on, on a bridle and went to riding it. And I forgot to take it off the website for sale. And I made I've been I rode it half a dozen times over the last year, and I'm just in good shape. But I, I mean, it, it's been used, right? Well, I wake up Saturday morning last week, and uh, Shopify noted me notified me I had an order. I thought I sold another DVD. I'll send that out Monday. And, uh, but I, a little later I glanced at it and it said $8,000 order. And I thought, what in the world? The website done messed up, man. It's selling something I don't have on there. And I looked at it and I was like, holy cow, that's a bit. I've been using it. So, so I thought, well, only one thing to do and that's to reach out to the customer. I have no idea who they are. Gives me an opportunity to reach out to a customer because they're going to spend eight thousand with you. You kind of want to talk to them, right? You want to develop some relationship and uh, you know become friends, anyhow. And so I, uh, I said, well, I'll reach out to her and, and tell her what's up. 
And uh, I, I tried to call and left a message and didn't get anybody. So the next day, and in the meantime, I, I took the bit off the headstall and all that and cleaned it all up. I mean, it was fine. I mean, it was, it, was an, it looked just brand new. I hadn't used it enough to even take the balloon off of it and you, where the headstall goes or anything. But anyhow, took it off and then sent an email. And it's like, okay, maybe maybe she'll respond to an email. Maybe they didn't put their cell phone on there or something. And sure enough, she responds back and, and uh, said it was because of the journal that she'd seen the bit on the cover of the journal and looked me up and, and a direct result of, of that article, which I don't know has ever happened of, of an article. It's usually long-term stuff, not short-term sales that, that things like that happen. And so, man, what a cool deal. And that I was able to visit with her and we talked and, and I told her, I said, okay, a little disclaimer here, this has been used. And she said that she appreciated the story of the bit. I'm uh, going to Calgary. I said, well, there's more to the story. I'm <laughs> 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 using it. But she was uh, excited she's about that. She's on it. My horse scraped yeah, his head on the fence post when I was tied he, up. He, he, he fine-tuned my engraving a little bit. But, yeah, so I didn't <laughs> tie him up with the bit. But anyhow, um, it did work out, right? And she said, well, that just makes it that much better. There's more to the story and all that. She loved it. So it goes in the mail. Away we go. Sounds like you're going to cool be duck buying drinks here in a couple of weeks. Remember, I didn't clock in this week because that was a little <laughs> thing I had going on in my shop. <laughs> oh, what a kick in the guts. Man, <laughs> I might as well announce to everybody what the hell I'm doing. I did it on Patreon. And this is what are you doing? Well, I have a friend, a very close friend. I grew up with his boys that wanted to. He wanted he wanted some he wanted to be able to cut parts in the shop. So um, he was at one of my spur workshops, and I was talking about technology and and that how we need to embrace technology and use it in our shops to create the things that we do. Don't don't be caveman, right? And the old traditionalist argument comes up, and we'll highlight on that a little bit. But he said uh, he said he said I'm gonna buy. I was talking about he's gonna buy a water jet. Now I got to tell him about fiber lasers. And I said, well, you can't even turn, you can't even send a text very good. <laughs> that stuff. He said, it's computer. I said, yeah. He's like, oh, I'll send it to you. I argued, said, no, 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 bad idea. And it sits in my shop at the moment. And, and it's just like everything else. Uh, I kind of figured that it would be plug and play. And I know how to run computers and I do a lot of stuff with CAD and everybody knows that lots of drawings with CAD and all. Sure enough, it's taken a learning curve, and I've been two weeks trying to turn the damn thing on. It took me two hours to get the stupid keyboard and mouse plugged in on Wi-Fi. <laughs> I still ain't got the computer on Wi-Fi. But the laser is rocking and rolling, and it has been a catastrophe. But it's been good. It's a good learning experience. And it is going to be good when it's all over, for sure. Boy, the for learning sure. curve on this stuff is steep. That's especially if you haven't grown up with it, trying to figure out. And then oftentimes you're, you don't do this stuff very often. So you learn how to do something. When's the next time you're going to have to do that again? It may be months, year, whatever mm. to re- set another piece of equipment up and you're starting all over again. Yeah. There's a lot going. of, a lot of pieces in my shop that are that way. You know, I say as a bit sperm maker, the better we are, like I'm a, I got a lot of different professions in my shop 
And uh, the better I am at each profession, the better I am as a bid sperm maker. But the profession of a bid sperm maker is just a jack of all trades in a lot of ways. So uh, this fiber laser in my business model doesn't make a lot of sense. It's only going to save me two or three hours per project. You know, it's still just a cutout piece. But, uh, man, it, it gives me some fun possibilities. And a little side hustle can happen with the deal. Cutting out parts for people, custom cutting. And people that are in production, you know, they're going to make 30 belt buckles so I can cut out all their silver for them. It's incredible technology. And, like, it is really crazy what it can do. Really cool. Well, it's... Uh... We're what about you? Certainly not single dimensional craftsmen nowadays. If you you gotta you run your social media, you got bookkeeping, sweeping the floor, and building the fire in my fire in my uh, stove. I mean, all the hats that we have to wear. That's the th- that's one of the things you mm. talked about. Dale Harwood. He he showed up, clocked in, went to lunch. Wife had the lunch ready. Karen completely ran interference for him. Kind of almost like the old school show up with your lunch bucket and you clock in and you didn't have to do anything, but produce whatever it is you were doing. Those days are gone for a one man shop. Yeah, I've dreamed of that. <laughs> I have to, <laughs> you know, it didn't, it didn't 25 years ago yeah. when we had cattle and trying to raise some hay and had two little kids and, and, uh, and I made more saddles in a year's time then than I do now, but I didn't have any, no computer, no social media, no, of course, to be fair, I mean, I, I'm getting better at saying no to stuff. I can't say no to that voice mm. in my head though. That's my problem. Get ideas well, on podcasts and stuff. And I can't seem to say no yeah. to this. I was going to bring that up. You waterhead. <laughs> We are. <laughs> it's your fault. No. Oh. Uh, and and I care about people, right? I really do. I mean, I, I want to be liked and, and uh, as a person. So when somebody asks me to do something, hell, I want to do it. I don't want to disappoint them. I hate disappointing people. Uh, that's where I am. Inevitable, though. I know I'd shoot my oh, saddle yeah. orders. I'd tell them people four years behind. And what makes me feel bad is I've got I've got a, quite a batch of people I thought I could get sooner. And man, it's, I'm not only behind, I'm up <laughs> behind in what I thought I was going to be. And oh, yeah. It's, it's just kind of almost like a way of life, but I think about it every day. So, no, I, I got invited. I been, well, uh, that deal up in Pendleton, Jill and, and Amy and those gals up oh, there yeah. in Pendleton, they wanted me to come up and teach a class and thought about it a week. No, I can't get away. Got too much work to do at home. and Got Sheridan Leather Show coming up. I'm not going to teach a class there. There's an Idaho cowgirl deal going on. They wanted me to come and teach a class there. And I said, no, I'm just getting to be a regular stick in the mud. So I just stay home and build my fire <laughs> and talk to you. Well, be careful. Warning. Um, this podcast allows you to stay home more, but don't sit there and not, not get out there in the world because I think it's, I don't want to go to the knife show next week. Be the, me, and, me and Tanner Crow are going to be the only cowboys in town in our craft, but you know what? Uh, I think it's very important. 
Well, the hardest part is getting in the outfit and letting out the clutch, isn't it? Once you get going, it's it's all mm. fun, ain't it? You mm. get there and stuff. That's yeah. the way it is for me. I, once you get going and, and whatnot and get those human connections and you get out and about and you find out how many people know you and you don't know them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or they've met you once before and you can't remember their name. And I feel like, yep. like a total asshole because I haven't. I don't remember their name. Oh, he's an arrogant shit. Oh, God. I can't remember their name. I'm an idiot. Remember? We already talked about that on one podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't remember names. Yeah. So, so if, is this a fear, too, as you go out there and, uh, hey, I'm doing the ask question thing, right? I'm listening and asking a question. For 25 minutes, we talked about me, but I'm going to ask you a question. So is the fear when you get out there in public and you're meeting these people, it's not really the public. But it's like, oh, no, I'm going to find another something to do. And how am I going to manage more demand? I'm scared to get more <laughs> demand on the lack of supply I already have. Is that a problem? Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't know that that's a concern. Yeah. I just just have a hard time prying myself away from trying to get some work done, uh, get stuff out for people and whatnot. That's That's the biggie right there, trying to keep up with all the things mm-hmm. I got going here at home and, and whatnot. That's, that's probably the biggie. Got two grandkids. Uh-huh. So that's part of the deal too. Yeah. Well, it was Willie's birthday a couple of days ago, huh? Yeah. You, you told I got a grandson. His name is Wilson. He just turned one year old. That's it. So. That's cool. And, and DJ had already picture. met me when he named his son that. So that huh? What's that? I said, TJ, he'd already met me when he named his son. Oh, yeah. So that means I didn't leave a bad impression. Because you never well, name your kid after that dude you don't like. Well, that's true. I mean, <laughs> I not that he I named him after you. I think he named me. the kid after no, you. No, 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 but, no, no, but, no. But he probably wouldn't wouldn't have named his son Wilson right. had it not been that he met you. So yeah, I'm probably that's saying exactly, things that's I shouldn't I mean. say. Yeah. No, no, I just, no. I know he didn't name it after me, but I'm, I'm, I, you know, Katie was, we were naming the girl. She said, well, let's name it this. I was like, oh, no, I didn't like that old gal named that. She wouldn't ask her. She wouldn't dance with me. <laughs> She's pretty, but she wouldn't dance with me. I don't like her. <laughs> the truth comes out. Well, sir, we chewed up uh, 30 minutes and. You better go clock. You're going to clock in today, then? You're going to get anything Hell done no, today? No. no. Uh, I gotta Not go to today funeral. either, huh? No, I got to go to the funeral. That's bad. I don't like funerals. But uh, I do have to. Uh, I got to go see if I make that damn laser cut something. I, I got it <laughs> falling out at the bottom now. But I, I, it's got to happen. It's going to happen. I refuse. Well, to you keep, it inch, keep inching closer. You You'll go. get it. Maybe next time we visit, we'll talk I, about that. Well, next time let's talk about you a little bit. For twenty minutes, I consume the conversation. So no, I'm I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. But yeah, I I was gonna I was just gonna say, you know, you you got it going down there that performance horse world and all that kind of thing. For me, I'm I'm thinking I should put podcaster on my resume, just in case this saddle deal doesn't work out. 
maybe I can become a podcaster <laughs> or something. Look, man, we got to fall back. There's some greeters at Walmart. Look how good I could be a greeter at Walmart. Walmart would, I'd be the head greeter, man. That'd be a way to uh, improve your communication skills, put a smile on, greet people, stuff like that. Become a, take training. That brings up another deal we'll have to talk about another time about my experiences in a Toastmasters club. You know about that. So we may have to bring Morgan MacArthur back on here and, have him, have him uh, liven the place up a little bit. Absolutely. So, That's well, cool. folks, uh, well, we better get it going here. I gotta feed my horses. I haven't fed my horses yet. Got a fire built, but I haven't fed my horses. So, anyway, we'll talk soon, Willie. Take care. Be good, Gary. Thanks, sir. All right. Bye.